I must say to you, I truly love the Thanksgiving season because during the Thanksgiving season, people seem just a little bit friendlier. People seem more willing to share. People seem to have a genuine attitude of thankfulness. Have you experienced that or is it just me? I've experienced that. And I've even noticed on social media that so many people have been doing gratitude challenges. So each day they're putting up something that they're thankful for. Pastor Candice has been doing it. I've seen some others. And it really just made me so excited to see that everyone was truly focused on being thankful. And as I was praying and thinking about what is the message that I wanted to share this morning, and if you've ever heard me speak before, you know that I'm always asking God, God, is, God what is the message? And he always confronts me with the message that he wants me to share because I need to be convicted about it before I can share it with you. And I want to say to you this morning that God has done what he always does. He convicted me. He confronted me with this message. And this morning, I want to speak to you from the topic that the Holy Spirit laid on my heart. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Let us pray. Heavenly kind Father, Lord, I want to thank you so much for your blessings. And I thank you for this message that you laid on my heart. And while I had to wrestle and grapple with the concept, you convicted me. And I pray that for every single person who is here, everyone that will watch this in the future, that they would be convicted in the same way that I was, to know that in everything we should give thanks. So God, I ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight because you are my strength and you are my redeemer. Amen. In everything, give thanks. You know, every week, our pastoral team, we meet for our regular staff meeting. And as you can imagine, a church of this size, there is always some problem to solve. There is always something that needs to get fixed. There is always some issue that needs to be resolved. And there is always something that we are planning for. And while I personally love the planning and execution aspect of our staff meeting, what I really, really enjoy in our staff meeting is our worship. From week to week, we worship, and each person shares a different topic. They come from different perspectives, and it makes it very interesting because from week to week, you never know what the topic is going to be. And what's so powerful in our worship, we also spend a lot of time in prayer. We pray for each and every one of you. We also share praise reports. So the things that we've been praying about, then we give updates as to where things are and we celebrate the fact that God has been answering our prayers. We also pray for God to lead us as a pastoral team as we lead this church. And interestingly, in our staff meetings, we often have prayer requests from our staff members. And I remember a few weeks back, someone on our team, I'll call him Michael, <laughs> he shared that he initially had a prayer request for himself. But in reflection, that prayer request actually became a praise. 
See, what was happening with him, he was feeling a bit overwhelmed with all that needed to get done. He wanted to make sure the choir was starting again, music needed to be copied. There were so many things that he had to do. And as you can see, it takes a lot to get this together. Sometimes we don't fully appreciate what happens behind the scenes. And for that, I want to say thank you to all of you. Thank you, Michael, and to all of our department leaders for what you do to keep our church going. So as he was thinking, he shared with us that he then had a conversation with a good friend of his who was a teacher. And as that teacher began to share about her experiences, about her day, about the things that she was managing, then he realized that while he still felt overwhelmed, while he still had a lot of things on his plate that he had to manage, but when he heard what the teacher was managing, it made him now reevaluate what he was possibly complaining about, and now he was thankful. See, his whole perspective had changed, and what was originally going to be a prayer request for him became a prayer request for the teacher, which I want to say to you, teachers and school administrators, we weekly pray for you as well because we know how hard it is and I want to tell you on behalf of our pastoral team, thank you for all that you do as well. So as we were thinking about this, I thought to myself, you know, when we think that our problems are great, which they are, then you happen to meet someone who has even greater problems than what you have. And then you begin to reevaluate if what you were complaining about was even worth complaining about. Anyone can testify to that? If we're honest with ourselves, that's what happens. And in that moment, as Michael was sharing, as we were reflecting, then Carol, she's the eldest in our staff, our wise sage, she said, you know, it reminded her of a quote that she once heard. And there was a man that cried because he had no shoes until he met a man that had no feet. And it made me begin to think in that moment. In this life, we will always find someone who may have a worse off situation than we do. And when we compare those perspectives, when we compare their circumstance to ours, we somehow now recognize that we really ought to be thankful because our circumstance could have been much worse. But as I thought about it even deeper, I thought to myself, but is that really the reason why we should be thankful? Is comparison what's needed for us to be thankful? So the man who had no feet, would he need to now need, meet a man who had no legs for him to be thankful? And as I grappled with this thought, the Spirit led me to the Scripture reading, which I want you to turn your Bibles with me to first. Thessalonians 5, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. And the Bible says to us here, plainly as I will read it in your hearing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I'm going to say that again. In everything. How many things? In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ concerning you. 
So as you think about this text, this text is clearly letting us know that comparison cannot be the source of our thankfulness because we need to be thankful in everything. So now while comparison does help to give us some perspective, it is not the sustaining source of our thankfulness. See, based on this text, the man with no shoes can be thankful even if he never met a man with no feet. And the man with no feet can be thankful even if he never met a man that had no legs. And if we're honest with ourselves, I know this all sounds good in theory. And for me, I thought, yeah, it does make sense. I mean, the things in the word of God, it makes sense. But I thought to myself, is it even possible? Is it possible to truly give thanks in every circumstance? Is it truly possible that no matter what experience we have, we can give thanks? And to make it even personal, I ask you, are you always thankful no matter the circumstance that you experience? See, it was the Apostle Paul that wrote these words. The Apostle Paul, if you don't know about his life story, you might be thinking to yourself, well, that's very easy for him to say and everything give thanks. But if you know his story, you will know that he did not have an easy life. So it led me to then wonder, how did he get to the point with the hardships of his life story to be able to say, in everything, give thanks? Let me tell you a little bit about Paul. Paul experienced shipwreck. Those of you who are sailors, you might understand this even deeper. Imagine being in the midst of a storm. Your ship is tossing to and fro. It's dark outside and then your ship gets destroyed. This is what Paul experienced. Paul was beaten. He was whipped. The Bible says five times he received 39 lashes, 195 lashes with a whip. That was his experience. Paul was also bitten by a poisonous stake. He was arrested and thrown in prison many times. He was dragged and he was stoned. Yet still, this very same Paul is saying, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I know for me, I thought, is Paul crazy? How did he experience all of this? And he's saying, in everything, give thanks. What does this even mean? Is Paul saying to us that we need to be thankful for the unexpected health diagnosis that you received that has now changed every aspect of your life? Is Paul saying that you need to be thankful for the loss of your job? Is Paul saying that you need to be thankful while your marriage is falling apart? Is Paul saying that you need to be thankful even though you failed your final exam? Is Paul saying that you need to be thankful as you experience the loss of your loved one? I could go on and on about many of the hardships that we all face. And if we're honest with ourselves, when we experience these hardships, being thankful is the last thing that is on our minds. 
And as I grappled with this text and tried to understand, well, what am I supposed to gather from this? I realized that Paul, he was not teaching or suggesting that we should be thankful for everything that happens, but the text is saying to us, in everything, give thanks. See, there is a big difference between for and in. We must remember that we live in a world where evil exists. And because evil exists, until the day that Satan is finally defeated, until the day that sin is fully eradicated, we can expect that bad things are going to happen to us in our life. That cancer diagnosis, that car accident, that wayward child, those bouts of depression, we need to remember that all of these evil experiences, they don't come from God. So we are not thankful for the experience, but we can still be thankful in the experience. See, because in the experience, we realize that God is present with us and he is going to use every single experience for our good. Paul is saying that it is the desired will of God for us to get to the place spiritually where we truly can be thankful in every circumstance. See, Paul himself, he had to come to the place where he was now thankful. And he got there because he now knew and he understood that no matter what circumstance he found himself in, that God was working it out for his good. But the real question is, choir, brass band, family, how do we get to the place like Paul? How do we get to the place where we can honestly and authentically say in every circumstance, in every situation that we find ourselves in, we can say we will give thanks? Romans 8:28. This is another text written by Paul. And he says this, and we know and we know that all things, how many things? All things work together for good to them that love God and to those that are the called according to his purpose. You see, through Paul's experience with the Holy Spirit, Paul began to know of God's divine providence. And that kind of knowing is only gained through spiritual perception. See, the Greek word there, that know, or eidemen, it's like a spiritual intuition. See, though we may not always fully understand what's happening in our life, we may not fully understand the why, we may not always have the experience to, to fully put it all together, but that kind of knowing that is spoken about here can be experienced by the believer that is filled with the Holy Spirit. It's that deep kind of spiritual intuition that defies all logic. It's one of those things that when you know it, you just know it. You know that God is going to work all things. And when he says all things, it's not just the good things, but even the bad things that happen in our life, God is going to work it together for our good. 
And that word together in the Greek synergy, what I loved about it when I understood it even deeper, that word is the active voice, it's the present tense of the verb. And what that means, it's emphasizing that this is not a one and done kind of working together. This is something that God is continually doing. So in every circumstance that we find ourselves in, God is continually, actively working to put it all together for our good. But what we need to understand, this, what he says he's going to do, it has to meet two conditions. It's for those that love God and for those who are the call according to his purpose. So when you know that you love God, when you know that you are called according to his purpose, then you can truly claim and believe with conviction that all things will work together for good. See, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you will fully understand, and then and only then will you able to truly give thanks in every single circumstance. You will realize that even in the midst of all of your hardships, in all the midst of the pain and the difficulties and the challenges that you face, that God is teaching valuable lessons. See, Paul said this in Romans 5, verse 3 to 5. He says, but we rejoice in our sufferings. That sounds crazy. Rejoice? We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing, once again we see that knowing, that spiritual intuition, knowing that our suffering produces endurance, and that endurance produces character, and that character produces hope, and that hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. See, it is the Holy Spirit, church family, that allows us to know, to develop that spiritual intuition and be convicted of God's divine providence in our lives. When we understand it, we can truly say with confidence in everything, I'm going to give thanks. I can be honest with you. It may not be easy sometimes to see the bright side of things when you are going through your hardships when it feels like your world is falling apart, when it feels like everything that you plan for is not quite going the way you expected. It is hard. But when you know and believe that God is in control, when you pray for the Holy Spirit, you will have the confidence to know that God is going to work everything out for your good. There are modern-day Paul's all around us. I know for me, it was some of through my hardest experiences in life when I had to really grapple with this concept of thankfulness. I had to really say, Lord, you mean to tell me in everything, every single circumstance, I should give thanks? How can I be thankful in the midst of my former divorce experience? How can I be thankful when I didn't get the promotion that I thought I deserved? How could I be thankful when what was supposed to be a simple car inspection ended up costing me thousands of dollars? And yet, you're saying to me that I'm supposed to be thankful? But what God wanted me to learn is that my thankfulness needed to be based 
on who I believed in, knowing, again, that spiritual intuition, knowing that he was going to work everything together for my good. And I can say to you this morning that I've come to the place where I can truly see that. I've seen him work everything together, though in the midst of it, I didn't fully understand. But as time went on, it began to make sense. I have a friend that I met in 2020, and she may not know this, well, she's going to know it now, but my encounter with her was more affirmation for me in my full-time call to ministry. See, at the onset of the pandemic, most of the churches were shut down, and my former church in New York City was fully shut down. I was serving as an elder at the time. And as we thought about, well, how are we going to continue to serve our members? So our church literally became a production studio. And I became the host of something. It was our Sabbath school production called the Ephesus Sabbath School Table. And we had people from all over the world that would tune in and they would watch and they would send in their questions. We would answer questions. And one of the viewers reached out to me directly. And her and I chatted for a bit, and we began to have Bible studies. She said, you know, I want to have Bible studies. So I began to have Bible studies with her. And during the course of this journey of us having Bible studies, she was diagnosed with cancer. And I got to say to you, she wanted to continue with the Bible studies. I said, well, if you want to continue, I am going to continue. And we would do Bible studies via video chat. And I literally watched her from week to week transform physically. She lost weight. She began to lose her hair. But she always wanted to be there for Bible studies. And she got to the point where she said, it will be well. That was her phrase, it will be well. And though I knew and believed that God could heal her, I thought to myself, wow, the amount of faith that she has, the thankful spirit that she has, that she is saying it will be well. She got to the point where in her visits to the doctors, <clears throat> she began to inspire the doctors. She was inspiring the nurses, everyone that she encountered. Though she was the one with the hard challenge, she was inspiring them. I would argue that she was a modern-day Paul because she got to the point where she fully understood in everything she was going to give thanks. In 2021, <coughs> she was eventually healed from her cancer. And we praise God for her healing. I literally physically now saw her transform again as we did these Bible studies before I left to go to the seminary. Her hair was growing back. She started to put on more weight. Her spirituality began to grow. But here's the thing. Now in 2022, just a few months ago, the cancer returned. And you know what she said? It will be well. And I thought to myself, wow, here it is that I should be the one encouraging her and saying to her, you know, God can do all these things. And I believed it, but I was inspired by her saying, it 
will be well. She had learned in growing in her relationship with God how to give thanks in every situation. Her name, Kim Reed, and I want you to keep her in prayer. She is a modern-day Paul. My experiences have led me to become a modern-day Paul, and I'm still growing. And I know there are many of you who are here today who are also modern-day Pauls, and some of us still need to grow in our experience. See, the modern-day Pauls are all around us, and God's will concerning every single one of us is that we get to the point where we are now a living testimony of what it means to say, in everything, do what? In everything, do what? In everything, give thanks. Spencerville Church family and guests who are here, who you now my family as well, we are in the midst of this holiday season of Thanksgiving. And I want you to remember a few things. Thankfulness is not just for a day. Thankfulness is not just merely for a season. Thankfulness is not based on comparison, though comparison gives us perspective, but that's not the source of our thankfulness. Thankfulness is not just solely based on the good moments, but for us as believers, we truly need to get to the place where we can confidently and authentically say, in everything, we will give thanks. So I want us to remember a few things. God, he is sovereign. God is all powerful. And when you know and you understand that, it will help you to get to the point to know in everything you can give thanks. God, he is always present and he is always working all things. How many things? He is working all things, the good things and the bad things. Whether those bad things were your fault or someone else's, he can work it all together for our good. The third thing to remember is that we must continually pray for the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us that spiritual intuition to be able to now recognize a circumstance and say, you know, I am going to give thanks. And the last thing, God will use every experience. See, none of our experiences are wasted. He is going to use every experience to refine your character, to draw you closer to him. And then he'll use those experiences for you to help build up the kingdom of God. This is what we're here for. So when you truly understand this, my Spencerville family, then you will be able to confidently say, just like Paul, but that will be your own experience, that in everything, how many things? In everything, you'll be able to give thanks because this is the will of God in Jesus Christ concerning you, that you would get to the place where you can truly be thankful in every situation. You know, maybe you're here today you hear this message and you say to yourself, you know, it makes sense, I get it, but you're still grappling with whatever it is that you're dealing with, whatever hardship you're currently facing. I want to pray with you. So after church, if you want to meet me down front by the organ, I want to pray with you because it's important 
for us to not only understand this intellectually, but get to the point where in our spirit and authentically, we can truly give thanks. You can also fill out the connect card in your bulletin because as a pastoral team, we want to pray with you. We want to connect with you. So you can do that as well. Because it's important, church family, for us to get to the point that in all of our circumstances, that we can truly give thanks. So in everything, what are we going to do? In everything, what are we going to do? In everything, let us give thanks. As we get ready to sing this closing hymn, I want you to think about the words of the song. And we need to raise this roof in thanksgiving for all that God has done for us because we truly can be thankful in everything. May God bless you.